Hello, and welcome to an emergency BX basketball podcast. I am Nick Englander here with... It's me, Christian Okay. And the lottery has come and gone, and Zion Williamson... Most people thought, I thought for sure he was going to go to the New York Knicks or the LA Lakers because that's how the league works. But no, he's going to go to presumably the New Orleans Pelicans at number one overall. Fascinating, just fascinating uh, team to go with because obviously Anthony Davis is still requesting a trade and wants out. So New Orleans gets the easiest replacement ever for him. Number two will be the Memphis Grizzlies, who are also, I mean, they would have owed their pick to the Celtics had it been not been the top eight. The Celtics, this is good for a Celtics fan because the Celtics did not want the pick this year. They wanted to roll over and potentially be an unprotected pick in 2021, which is huge value. Um, The Knicks fell to number three. Um, The Lakers rose to number four because, of course. uh, Well, yeah. (laughs) You got to have the big markets with the top picks, man. And they screwed over the little ones because Cavs, five. Suns were six. Um, Seven was the Bulls. Oh, God, they fucked the Hawks. The Hawks had a chance at four and five, and they got eight and ten. Oh, my God. So so disrespectful to ATL. And and the Wizards were six, and they got nine. Six, nine. Um. 11 through 14, who cares? Really, the only thing I care about, 14, was the Celtics. And the Celtics were one ping-pong ball away. One for moving up to number four, which would have been an unbelievable lottery result if you're a Celtics fan, to get number four and for the Knicks to fall to number three. Sadly, I mean, you still get a lottery pick, so it's not like you can complain. I wish the Kings were worse, but, you know, it is what it is. Um... And at least the Sixers didn't get number one because that pick was the one protected. Um, but here we are. So, Christian, I'm going to give it to you first. Every Knicks fan is just heartbroken right now that they didn't get Zion. And they didn't even get John Morant. And now they're kind of in an interesting spot because the presumptive... There were, there's conflicting narratives between Shams and Waj about whether they were going to trade Zion Williamson for Anthony Davis, or at least try. I, mean, I, felt, I felt like if they got Zion, no one's going to beat their offer for Anthony Davis. You can give him Zion and Mitchell Robinson, potentially, or maybe Kevin Knox, or both. Um, even if you don't get AD, though, you have Zion Williamson to pair with someone, that's still got to be very appealing to a lot of free agents. Um, but at the end of the day, you're getting RJ Barrett, who I personally believe is going to be a massive bust. I think he his skills are not going to translate at all. But that's just my opinion. You never know. Um, Christian, take it away. Take it away. Take, give me the next perspective. Okay, well, I have a lot of things to say. Um, I'm happy we're doing this podcast the next day because I think if we had done it last night, I would have been screaming. But I've had time to think about it and relax. <laughs> and again, um, I, I don't want to say, yes, most fans overreact. I think a lot of people overreacted. Yeah, it sucks we didn't get um, Zion, but the Knicks are still in a pretty good place. Again, we still have a lot of cap space. Um, it's a top three pick. I haven't watched RJ enough to know if he's going to be a bust or not. We really don't know until that happens. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as a Knicks fan, again, I I said this on the podcast. 
the other day, like, don't expect high thing, don't expect good things to happen. It just never does. And once again, you see what happens. I mean, they literally did the tank the best way you possibly could and still end up with a number three pick. It's just the nature of the beast, I guess. Um, but also, I, I want to talk about how fans are saying this the the NBA lottery is not rigged. Uh, it's absolutely rigged. Come on, let's be honest. I mean, first of all, half of the teams that were in the, the Cavs were expected to get the third pick, right? The Suns were expected to. Those two drop out of the top five. Then the Bulls get seven. And again, as I said, they fucked the Hawks horrifically. They get eight and ten. The Knicks get three. The Lakers move up to four. And the Pelicans get one. The Pelicans are owned by the league or or owned by the owners or some shit like that. Well, no, they that used w- to be owned by the league and they sold them to the Saints owners. But, right, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's so, it's so obvious Anthony where this is pointing because of Anthony right. Davis. Right. Anthony Davis is leaving. They need another star there so that, you know, they're not the fucking so that they can keep at least some interest there. I mean, somebody said it best. Zion thought he was going to go play in the garden. Now he's going to play to the Smoothie King Center. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, But but I mean, from a Knicks fan's perspective, as I was saying, I'm not completely upset. I think a lot of things. There's a lot of possibilities that can happen now. I, I'm envisioning like four or five scenarios happening here. Um, a lot of it is pertaining to Anthony Davis. Um, I think Anthony Davis can be traded to three teams now. Uh, obviously, the Celtics. I think that is a possibility. Uh, I, although, I don't know how, I don't know if the Celtics would be really willing to trade for Anthony Davis, considering the fact that how poorly the playoffs went, how poorly. The season went with Kyrie, how everybody has thrown Kyrie now under the bus. Have they kind of broken the bond there? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe he stays if they do get Anthony Davis, but that's a huge risk if you were the Boston Celtics. I mean, let's say you do trade for Anthony Davis. You give up Tatum and Brown. You give up all the assets you have. Um, and Kyrie still ends up leaving and Anthony Davis leaves. You're left, you're left starting all over again and having to rebuild. But it's a possibility, though. I mean, hey, if you're Danny Ainge, I know Danny Ainge has balls, and hey, maybe you do it. Is it enough to get you to a conference finals with an Anthony Davis and Kyrie? I don't know. But I think that's one of the possibilities that can happen. Another possibility, and I know, Nick, you're not going to like this, and I sure as hell am not going to like it. I think he can be traded to the Lakers. I think it would be crazy for any team to trade. I, don't, I think if David Griffin trades Anthony Davis to the Lakers, it's going to be stupid and dumb. But they have assets. They have the number four pick. You can give up Kuzma and Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. You're going to have to give up basically every young player they have on that team, though. And, again, that's a huge risk, again, because how would a 35-year-old LeBron James work with a 26-year-old Anthony Davis? I don't envision it working together. I don't see the fit there. I really, truly don't. It looks bad. It looks weird. It's going to be a mess. The Lakers are a mess. I cannot believe they still got the number four pick. Um, But, again, that's a possibility, too. Another possibility is the Knicks. The Knicks could trade the number three pick with for Kevin Knox <coughs> and other guys. Bless you. Um, for Anthony Davis. But even that, I don't really think the Knicks had the assets to trade for an Anthony Davis. Do the Knicks really want an Anthony Davis? Would the Pelicans really take the number three pick in Kevin Knox? I don't think that's really enough. Um, so, I mean, even the Knicks have a chance at it, but I highly doubt they're going to do that. 
Uh, again, that's another possibility from this draft lottery. Um, one other possibility, and I know it has been reported that Anthony Davis still wants to trade. Maybe he stays in New Orleans for a year and sees how it works out. Maybe he gets traded at the deadline. Um, that can happen too. Who the hell knows? Um, but another scenario that a lot of people have been talking about is maybe Zion just says, like, hey, I'm going back. I don't want to play for New Orleans. Um, would he be hated for that? I don't know. But if he doesn't want to play for if he doesn't want to play for the Pelicans, he can he can say, hey, fuck it. He could pull an Eli Manning and say, like, no, I don't want to play for you guys. Don't grasp me. But those that's what I'm envisioning happening. That's all the scenarios I see. Maybe some other shit comes out of this, Nick, but for me and for the Knicks fans, we're going to still be patient. Um, we're going to still hope for KD and Kyrie. But again, I'm keeping my hopes low because they're probably not going to get them anyways. And we're still going to suck. But that's just me. You know, I'm reading this article now. Kevin O'Connor just posted the ringer. You know, very connected guy. I trust his reporting line. They say the buzz from league executives in Chicago is that Kevin Durant is still likely to go to the Knicks this summer and someone, possibly Kyrie Irving, will probably join him. Things can certainly change, yada, yada. Um, But it's definitely fair to say, as a Knicks fan, having Anthony Davis and or, well, it would be or, Zion Williamson would make it infinitely more appealing to me to go to New York. You know, because you have a big three that can really just dominate the league. This would be, this would be, I wouldn't say they're as good as Golden State, but they'd probably be pretty close, you know, like, and plus they're pretty much all in their primes too. So you probably have a five to six year window with them, maybe four, unless, unless things go really badly and Davis actually leaves, which I don't think he would do, then you're set. You're right. I just think the Knicks don't have enough now. I think they needed number one because outside of Mitchell Robinson, I mean, and I mean, I just don't. Knox didn't have a very good rookie year. That's the thing. Like, he didn't shoot the ball as well as he could have, in my opinion. Granted, he played on a terrible team, so that probably affected it. As for the Lakers, no, you're right. I mean, the Lakers still have a lot to offer, and number four is going to help. But like I said, I don't see a prospect at number four. That's really going to change a lot. I mean, it's really Jarrett Culver, Darius Garland. These guys aren't game changers. They're like role players. Um, And like I said, some make a point. Brennan Ingram has blood clots. Like, that's serious. He may never never be the same. He may never play again. I doubt he would never play again. But look at Chris Bosh, you know? Like, that means something. The Celtics possibly, depending on how the Pelicans value Tatum and Brown and Smart and all those guys, possibly now the Celtics are in the driver's seat. And if the Grizzlies trade Conley and go full young, that Memphis pick is very valuable potentially as well. Because Memphis would have a young squad, but would they be great? I don't know. I brought this up too. If the Celtics still feel Kyrie's leaving... My idea for a trade would be, I don't think this is enough. Let me make it, I don't think Memphis would do this. I think they would stick with Morant. It's the easiest way. But my idea was, oh, uh, excuse me. Um, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, uh, the Memphis pick, which rolled over, which the Celtics wanted, by the way. The Celtics did not want four first-round picks this year. 
Jalen Brown, the Memphis pick, which is top six protected next year and unprotected in 2021 if it rolls over again. Uh, 14, 20, 20 and 22 to the Grizzlies for Dylan Brooks and number two overall pick. For the Celtics, it gets you John Morant to pair with Tatum. It gives you a clear young team direction. You probably let Horford go. You trade Hayward and you go all in on youth. And and it gets you out of having to pay Jalen Brown this summer who wants to be paid. Um I don't know how much, but I think someone said four years, eighty million, which that's a lot. I'm not sure I'd pay him that. Um, on the other hand, you know, for Memphis, you get out of the pick protection, so you no longer owe Boston a pick, and you have uh, and you get Jalen Brown, who's a good young wing, to pair with Valanciunas if he resigns, and Jaron Jackson, and you could trade Conley for assets as well. Um, so it's tough to say. It's. I don't think they do it, but I think they consider it. I think Memphis would just, at the end of the day, with all the shit they've been through, I think they would just probably just take the offer. I mean, I mean, not take they just take John Morant. You know, keep it simple. Um, but if you're a Celtics fan, this lottery went pretty well. I mean, the Knicks not getting number one. If the Celtics do end up getting Anthony Davis, that's going to be a big reason why. Yes, the Lakers got fourth. That was the biggest issue. But again, I don't see a prospect at number four that's going to change anything. And um, like, it's not like in the Markel Fultz draft, this, there were four prospects in that draft that were all worth something. In this draft, it's more or less two. It's uh, Zion and John Morant. Outside of those two, I don't think Barrett as much. I, I especially don't think Culver or whoever has that much. I don't know. Um so I, I think if you're the Celtics, this uh, I mean, yes, the pick didn't jump to four, which would have been amazing. If the Celtics had gotten the number four pick, I think it, it, you could go to Kyrie right there and say, we can give up. We, we're getting Anthony Davis pretty much no matter what. Um, so if you want to stay, just let us know because we're going to get him. Um, but I don't know. Now it kind of now it, it definitely it was good. But it was better. Um, and wow, interesting. Speaking of, Wick Grosbeck, Celtics owner, just went on uh, the sports radio. He said, uh, he first all talked about how he's annoyed, upset, disappointed with how the season ended. And he says, it's time to make the team better in July. Does that mean letting Kyrie go? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Wick is Wick is a very good owner. He's only said done said one dumb thing when he said we're promising fireworks this off season, and uh, with Kevin Love, and uh, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I think overall, if you're a Celtics fan, is it went well, <laughs> and he said his only job on earth is is to make, uh, other than curing blindness, is to make sure Boston stays in front of the Lakers in terms of championships. Oh, my God. Oh, look, man, he's, he, he, he's the best, best owner. <coughs> but overall, um, if you're a Celtics fan, you really can't complain. I mean, yes, it could have been a little better, but I saw Celtics fans be like, oh, it's terrible. And, like, what? 
Like, we didn't want the Memphis pick. We didn't. And so what really went wrong? The Knicks didn't get number one, and the Knicks that got number one, it's over if they want Davis. They could just go in and be like, yep, Anthony Davis, please. And they'd be like, yep, done. Because Zion is easily the best asset. Now, I don't know. So, Christian. Uh, yes. All right, here's my qu- question presented to you. Yes, sir. Do you think this affects free agency at all? For the, for the Knicks, for the Celtics, for everything? Um... Uh, I'm going to say no right now because at the end of the day, if, and this is the big if, I'm, pres- I'm assuming that these boys, that players have been talking to each other and stuff already. If KD and Kyrie months ago said, we're going to the Knicks regardless, right? Well, I'll just use the Knicks as an example. Let's say they just said, we're going to the Knicks. I don't care, whatever. They're still going to go there anyways, you know? If they had made up their minds, they're going to go. Um, but it, I don't think it affects free agency. I think it adds a lot of new layers of uncertainty in the league because and this is just, again, an assumption. What if the Pelicans trade Anthony Davis and they trade the number one pick and get more assets? Maybe they don't want Zion. Maybe Zion demands that he, he doesn't. Maybe Zion says, fuck that. I don't want to play there. Then they have to trade him, right? They could get some other shit for him. Um, maybe the Knicks, like, maybe the Knicks are not going to get anybody, and Kyrie stays in Boston. Kevin Durant might stay in Golden State. I, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I don't know. I don't really know how. I don't think it affects free agency that much. I think draft day will will be more of an impact because if trades happen, if Anthony Davis does get traded, let's say on draft night. Then I think we'll then the dominoes might start to fall. I think this just puts a lot of more question marks in the air for for teams like the Knicks, like the Celtics, like the Pelicans, like the Lakers. Um, it definitely it definitely has made the league a lot more interesting. And it's funny we're not even talking about the Eastern Conference Finals game one is tonight. No one is talking about that. We're talking about the offseason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the lottery we knew was going to change a lot. I mean, we knew if the Knicks got number one, that changes everything, and that really, really gets things going for them. Now, it's definitely fair, the question, you know, what's going to happen. Like, listen, if the Lakers had gotten number one, I think think the league might burn, you know? (laughs) I think people would have protested how Lakers fans were. No, they're – look. There was no way the Lakers were going to get one. You, now I had to fear they were going to get a top three or top four because it's the Lakers and LeBron is there. And, you know, the league has got to help the Lakers because they have an infatuation with the Lakers. Uh, fuck Adam Silver and every other commissioner who has helped the Lakers. They can suck <laughs> it. Stern. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Especially David Stern, who had an infatuation with the Lakers. And, and you know what? You know what? Fuck the Lakers. They can kiss my ass. And every Laker bandwagoner fan, I got some friends. I got some friends who are excited about the Lakers. Fuck them. Fuck you guys. The Lakers yeah. are just. And I mean, They're and the mess. funny thing is, Let's you're not. Literally, no one likes the Lakers. Literally, no one. Like, except Lakers fans. Like, and I, as a Celtics fan, I grew up hating them. And when they got LeBron, I was happy, honestly, because I was like, good, he's out of the East. But 
I mean, I don't know. It's it's the fact that they got a top five pick surprises me. Basically, no, I, I kind of predicted that too. I'm just happy they didn't get a top two. Uh, by I, the way, a Celtics owner with Grossbeck said he has talked to Kyrie since the season ended, but he's not going to comment. Of course, he's not going to comment. You know. I, you know the thing about Kyrie. First of all, what uh, Terry Rozier said the other day on first take. I mean, these guys are throwing him under the bus. If you're trying to retain him, wouldn't you say he's? <laughs> wouldn't you try your best to be like, hey, maybe not. Maybe not throw Kyrie under the bus. They're, well, Terry's they're... gone. I mean, Terry is gone right. next year. Right, but uh... like the Celtics are going to go to Kyrie, assuming they want him back. Well, the interesting question: Can we assume the Celtics want Kyrie Irving back? He said, "I'm not going to comment on any players." Uh, yeah, I, it, it it again the way it ended, it was not good. Um, they can rectify the situation, but but from what I've seen from Celtics fans. They don't really want him back, they, right? I mean, I don't know how you feel, Nick, but a lot of I, Celtics fans to me seem like they don't want him back. They want him gone. The drama is too much, and he uh, has a lot. He's a burden, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, he's very dramatic. It's frustrating. He should. It's like you know, just do simple things, and Kyrie does not. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Listen. Hmm. Oh, I also have a question, Nick. If they do trade for Anthony Davis, yes, would a Kyrie Anthony Davis pairing be enough to get you to an NBA Finals? Yes, absolutely. Think I think so. so. Yeah, I do. I think I it's you or the Bucks. Assuming, well, if Kawhi stays in Toronto, it's you, the Bucks, or Toronto. Okay. Because you know, when I had heard the rumors about the Knicks trading Zion for Anthony Davis, I was, I'm, I was a little upset, but I'm. I'm the type of person who I like building a team through the draft and developing a young core and adding adding assets that can help them win. Um, similar to what the Warriors did, you know, you you got your two stars. We'll say Steph and Clay, and you built you you built some good role players around them. Got some guys who meshed well together. That's how you should build a team. It's hard in the NBA, but you can do it. It's possible. Um, I don't like. Especially if you're the Knicks, right? You've sucked for so long and you've taken the shortcut so many damn times. Would really getting Anthony Davis help you out a lot? And, I, you know, I think Anthony Davis is a great player, but he's not really proven. I mean, he's only won five playoff games or something like that. He's won a playoff series. I know he's a stud, but it's a huge risk of trade for him, honestly, for any team. It really is. It really, really is. Even for the Celtics, man, that's very risky. I mean, the gamble can pay off if you can keep Kyrie, but I don't know if I'd really be willing to trade all my assets for Anthony Davis, and I would think the Pelicans are going to be asking for a King's ransom for him. Oh, of course they are. But the thing is is that I think Danny's been planning for Davis as the end of the rebuild uh, for a while. Yeah, our owner straight up just said this is one of the hardest teams to love. It was a tough year. Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> I mean, it makes yeah, sense. I mean, listen, I hated the drama. I hated it. I thought he was a terrible leader. Um, but I understand if we lose him, our cap space is. It's not like we're gonna have cap space. That's the issue. You know. Right. 
if we lost yeah. him and we'd have a clear cap kind of guess cap sheet, mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier to do it. But now you have Brown's extension and Tatum's like that's why it just makes the most sense to want to keep him even if and or trade for Davis just because it's just easiest, even though, yes, he is a moody fuck and not a good leader at all. It's tough to say. I don't know. I think personally, I just think they need to retool around the young guys, um, just get rid of all the drama. Um, But they might be going all in and try to get Anthony Davis to keep Kyrie there. And again, the gamble can pay off because it can get you to the finals, but they can both also leave and you've given up all your assets. So it's very, very interesting. I will say this, though. There could be other teams, because remember, the Pelicans do not have to trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers. They don't have to trade him to the Knicks. They don't have to trade him to the Celtics. They really want to. They could trade him to Orlando or some other team. So another team, and again, I know that that probably is not going to happen because you got to get a long-term commitment from Anthony Davis. But you don't have to trade him to the teams he's asking for. I mean, he could be traded to a random-ass team and be there for a year and still leave. So, again, that can happen too. We can't, we can't put that out of the question as well. Another thing, too, that hasn't been reported that much, but apparently... Uh, Colin Cow, I know it's Colin Cowherd, so mm-hmm. grain of salt. Um, but he said apparently that he heard that no GM wants Ingram because of his condition. Like, no GM will touch him. And that hurts the Lakers offer a lot. So, uh, again, and also, I mean, if you're the Lakers, I'm looking at this from, from an outsider's perspective of the Lakers. Do you really want to give up all your young assets for Anthony Davis to pair him with the 36-year-old LeBron? I I wouldn't do that. I'm and that's not me saying I'm not saying that because I don't because I don't want the Lakers to have two superstars, but le- legitimately, what is that going to accomplish in the Western Conference? Who has still has the Warriors? The Rockets are still going to be a good team. You have the Nuggets who are up and coming. The Kings are an up and coming team. Memphis now was getting possibly Ja. I mean, it's going to take him a couple of years, but him and Jaron Jackson, that's a very nice pairing. The Mavericks have Luka. Um, the Pelicans now might get Zion. I, the Western Conference is loaded. Does Anthony Davis and LeBron James really get you far in the playoffs? I don't think so. I, how, first of all, how will they play together? I don't know how they pair well. I don't think they pair well, honestly. And especially the Lakers have so much drama. Good Lord. I I don't know. I mean, we'll see, though. It, again, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. Uh, once the finals end, that's when the, a new season starts for the NBA. It's like the offseason is like a completely different season from the playoffs and the regular season, man. It's crazy. For sure. Um, and also, uh, the owner is asked, like, would you, is there anybody you wouldn't trade? And he said, um... That's up to our GM, pretty much. I'm not going to decide that. So He's given the basic answers, as he should, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Wick is, Wick is also trying to dodge, like I said, when he said fireworks, you know, with the Kevin Love thing, and then it didn't happen. He's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man, well, 
It's going to be very interesting, sir. We will see what happens in a couple of months. All right, and I, I think there's one more question, too. I think that we need to kind of answer that we haven't really touched on and is now a, a, a thing, I guess you could say. I mean, because we touched on Davis, we touched on Zion, free agency and all that and how it affects it. Um, here's the big thing, too. Will the Knicks use this pick? I think they might not, even if it's not for AD. I think Barrett is not going to appeal to them. So I would not be surprised to see them try to move this pick for a guy like Bradley Beal or someone like that to try to get a third star to appeal to Kyrie and Durant. Um, maybe I'm crazy because that might eat up cap space, but I don't know. It might, I don't know. It's a possibility. Um Personally, though, if I was the Knicks, if I was in the front office, if I was in the organization, again, I'm a proponent of building a team through the draft and young players. I would just take RJ um, and, you know, even if you don't get like super, let's say they don't get anybody this offseason. Okay, fine. Don't spend the money. Save it for next year and see how a team with Dennis Smith Jr., RJ Barrett, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, Alonzo Trier, and these guys plays. Maybe they get the maybe they get into the eighth seed. That's probably I'm probably overdoing it there. They probably suck again. But hey, then you get another top pick. You see, you know, it's a possibility. Um, remember, you have to think about the future. Yes, there's an allure of getting a superstar, but you still need guys for the next generation. Like if they do get Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is not 26. Kevin Durant is 30 years old. He's got maybe four or five years left of being great. You're going to need guys like Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson, these other guys who are, in their, who are 20. You're going to need them for the next 10 years, you know? That's why I don't really like trading young assets for superstars. Also, it fucked us with Carmelo Anthony. But I don't know. That's just me. If they can, if they can acquire a really good player with a number three pick, do it. But I don't know. I think somebody – I think a baby's coming in my room in like two seconds. Well, real quick, um, we'll see if Isola's right, too, what he said last night. You know, what I sent you is he said that, um, that I mean, Isola's basically always wrong. So it's, like, he said the Celtics wanted Carmelo a few years ago, which apparently, like, the, literally the next day there's an article out. They asked, like, do the Celtics want Carmelo? And, like, sources told the Boston Globe, no. <laughs> and this was, like, when Melo was clearly declining. You know, this is pre-OKC. Um when he had, like, no value at all. Um, yeah, oh, I told you. Well, pretty much, uh, yeah, we'll see if he's right. We'll see if he's right. Uh, so I guess this is a good spot to end for the uh, Merge CBX Basketball Podcast. I'm Nick Englander here with... Christian Okay. Sorry for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take it easy.